Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. Today, I am joined by Mark Towns and Stephen Perlman, owners of Edgewater Candles, with scents like cedar lavender, tobacco tonka, and the ever-popular Fraser fir during the winter months. These soy wax, locally made candles will warm up any office, home, or studio. You can currently find Edgewater Candles stocked at Four Sided in Andersonville and at many markets around Chicago. We look forward to their presence at Midsummerfest this weekend, June 8th, 9th, and 10th, as one of our local vendors, and next week at the Andersonville Farmers Market on June 13th. Hello, Mark and Stephen. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you both today? We're great. We're happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, do you have a busy day planned? Yes, we are prototyping new candle scents, which is something that kind of never stops, but it's one of my favorite parts. Well, we often ask people how they got their start. You certainly weren't always a candle maker. What did you both do before candles? And tell us about how you came into the world of wax and wicks. Uh, Stephen and I both enjoy making music. We both make electronic pop, and that's something creative that we really enjoy. Um... As far as doing creative stuff with our hands, before the candle business, I was doing typewriter repair, sales and service, um, and fixed about 300 typewriters and found new homes for them. Yeah, the the thing about candles that we love the most is just having that really amazing ambience in our offices and just around our home. And so we'd been, you know, candle fans for a long time. And one day, uh, Mark found a a candle making kit that really interested him and started figuring out how, how candles were made. And you guys had a little like party, right? A candle making party. You invited some family members over for that. I think I read. Yeah, we had, um, one of the first times with, with this little kit, uh, it was a bunch of odds and ends of, um, candle making supplies that none of which we use anymore. Uh, but we had family members over, uh, my nieces and nephews, and we made a collection of, hilarious amateur candles that but we had a lot of fun making them um and then we got a little more serious and a little more serious and then somebody asked if they could buy them uh which blew my mind why would somebody want to pay money for these they're just our little hobby um and then it just kept on growing so great where does the name Edgewater Candles come from uh we understand that Stephen is the mastermind behind the logo design <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about how you established your brand? Uh, yeah, we started uh, thinking about what we wanted to call the company, and we live in Edgewater, and so that just seemed like a perfectly natural choice um, because our candles are handmade locally, and so we decided that Edgewater Candles would be a great name. And I think the idea for the logo pretty much came from just staring at so we make these candles in mason jars, and so we were staring at the mason jar display that we had set up, and I kind of abstractly saw the that the lid could turn into an E, and the jar itself could be a C, and that's the initials of Edgewater Candles, and so the logo just kind of came from there, and it, it just was like one of those, like, oh, that's really cool, and it kind of struck a chord, and everybody really liked it, so that became the logo. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the process of making candles? Uh, I tried it once in college and ruined a perfectly good sweater, and I'm not even <laughs> sure if a, a candle actualized from that process. <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, candle making is so much fun. It starts off with um, the basic ingredients of your vessel, your wick, 
your wax and your fragrance. Uh, you can also include dyes in that. Uh, we don't use dyes. Um, so we heat our wax to a, t a soy wax to a temperature of about 190 degrees. And that's the temperature at which it um, can become really good friends with the fragrance oil. Mm. So we um, have our fragrance and our wax mixed together. And then we stir it a lot, a long time to stir the, to make sure that the wax and the fragrance really incorporate. Um, and then it cools down to a certain point. We wick our containers and then we pour the hot wax into the container. Mm. Um, and then we have little devices to stand the wicks straight up in the container. Then the wax cools over the course of about 24 hours. Um, and after that, there's a process of just making sure the container is looks great, you know, wipe off any spills from the side um, and cosmetically perfect it, trim the wick, label it, and then it has to sit in a cold, dark room for two weeks before the fragrance really matures and then it's ready for the customer. Hmm. Do you know... On average, how many candles you make a week? Uh, it really varies. Yeah, I think especially at this time of year when the uh, outdoor street festivals like Midsummer Fest start happening, we really kind of start to ramp up the production and really start building up inventory because from now all the way through the fall, there's pretty much something happening every weekend in mm -hmm. Chicago. Mm -hmm. So the summertime is a really big production time for us. Um, and we've gotten to the point where we can you know, pretty efficiently make a lot of candles in one sitting. So, but it does vary throughout the year, but this is probably the busiest time for us. I like to say that, um, I try to pour 108 candles before bed every night. Sometimes I do get to that number. Sometimes I don't. Um, I think our upper limit is about 300 per day that that's doing nothing else, but pouring candles all day long. Okay. And how many hours is that to like of work? Uh, 13 to 15. 13 to 15. Yeah. And then have you figured out the the burn time on your candles? Like how long they usually... Yeah. Uh, our 10-ounce mason jar candle burns for 60 hours. And our 6-ounce tin burns for 30 to 35 hours. Okay. And do candles ever expire? Like do the scents sort of wear off at a certain time? Or can they kind of sit for a while? We found that they can sit for quite a while. And they, after time, the soy wax is an organic product. And over time, it can sort of do weird things and bubble up a little bit on the surface. Um, but that's just cosmetic. You can light them anytime. The fragrance may deteriorate over time, mm -hmm. um, and, but that's over the course of several years. Okay, so people can stock up when they find you. Yeah, there's a, one trick, though, to keep your unlit candles out of UV light. Okay. Um, if you keep it near a window, natural soy wax that does not have UV inhibitors can discolor. Okay. A little birdie told us that you're very close to moving into a live workspace this summer as your mm -hmm. business expands. What will this mean for your production and continued growth? Your little birdie was absolutely right. Uh, we birds like to usually are. It's so weird. Yeah. Right? <laughs> birds know everything. Uh, we like to say that right now we have a factory shoved in our apartment and we're going to transition to a little tiny apartment shoved in the back of a factory. Um, we're moving in July to a live work space in Evanston. It's going to be um, a warehouse that's in disuse and an architect named Andy Spatz is carving it up into live work spaces for creatives. Um, so we're going to have 
you know, giant timber loft ceilings um, and plenty of space without walls to do what we need to do. Will you be able to sell out of there as well? Yeah, we'll be able to have um, people come in and buy candles from us at, you know, at the very front of the, the warehouse space. Um, I think for us, the, the, the biggest advantage of moving into this particular kind of space is that we'll be able to lay out the, the floor plan to make it really efficient for us to make candles. Because like Mark was saying, right now, our apartment is kind of, we've, we've crammed the candle business into every corner of the apartment. Like if you walked in, you'd be like, well, where do you live? And it's, it's kind of taken over. And so this new space will allow us to really spread out a little bit and make the whole process much more efficient for us, um, to be able to continue making more. Do you have a plan to maybe offer workshops or anything like that? For Absolutely. Folks? Okay. Yeah. That's a big part of, um, the benefit of our new space is that we'll have enough room for like a workbench for people to come and take classes and we can, you know, do custom fragrance consultations and, you know, host a party of 10 to come in BYO, make candles and just have a great time. Yeah, we've had a lot of people ask, can can you come or can we come over and you can teach us how to make candles? And we're like, we would love to. We just have no room to do that in our current apartment. And so opening up the space a little bit, it's going to be great for yeah, that. Our current apartment, we've um, sold a sofa, a settee and a chest of drawers and an ottoman to make room for inventory and supplies. <laughs> so it's sort of taking over. Um, so when people come over, they just can like sit on candles. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where do you see your label going in the future? You worked with an outside designer for your champagne scented candle logo, which really does smell like champagne. Do you see that going somewhere? I hope so. I would love to explore the idea of um, making the labels for the candles a little bit more personal to each fragrance so that there's a really good visual description of what the scent is. Um, and so that's definitely something we're looking forward to exploring uh, for throughout the summer. Yeah, Jenny with Three Letter Birds came up with that champagne and we got goosebumps as soon as we saw it. It was just so beautiful. Um, and like Stephen said, the possibility of doing more of that is really exciting to us. Yeah, the the idea that the label could kind of give a visual cue as to what the the fragrance would smell like is is really helpful because when we're trying to convey something in words, it can be really difficult to evoke that sense of smell, but with when you can see a picture or an illustration that can really help your mind kind of wrap around what what the candle's going to be like. So speaking of scents, can you tell us a bit more about your seasonal scents? I imagine a lot of mixology goes into creating the perfect combination. What inspires you to test out scents like tomato leaf, which I know is a big fan favorite at the farmer's markets? Yeah, we definitely like to um, be seasonal when it comes to coming up with our fragrances. Um, we love botanicals and woodsy kind of scents. And so uh, as we're going through the seasons, we like to think of things that... Um, really speak to you know what's going on during that part of the year and so like tomato leaf is an instant you know perfect way to evoke a, a backyard garden um, and then as we go into the fall we think of things that are a little bit spicier and heavier so it's definitely a seasonal inspiration for us 
And we're also grateful to um, customers for requesting certain scents. Yeah, that was going to be one of my next questions. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, have you been requested, you know, have requests been made a lot for custom scents, either by individuals or businesses? Uh, both, actually. Um, so several years ago, Kim Tanner, the owner of Strange Lovely, approached us to come up with a campfire scent because that was something she really enjoyed. Um, and it took us quite a while, but we finally nailed down the right fragrance for our winter wood smoke candle. And it's become one of our most popular, um, you know, seasonal winter sm scents. Um, and we used to call it winter wood smoke. Um, but as spring and summer are encroaching, people still enjoy that scent. So mm -hmm. we're changing it to simply wood smoke. Um, and we had requests from people for, before we had cedar lavender, we had many, many requests for a lavender scent. And so after some trial and error, we arrived with cedar lavender, which has proved to be our most popular scent. Well, both of those are two amazing smells. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of the wood smoke, I can imagine, like, I really like the smell of a campfire. I just don't like everything I own smelling like that campfire right. after I get back. So I, I can imagine, like, a candle of that scent would be wonderful to have. Yeah, I, I like to joke with our customers when they're like, wow, this really smells like a campfire. And they say, yeah, and you don't have to wash your hair after you finish burning it. I mean, even if you <laughs> wash your hair after, it's still like, right. it lingers. You're <laughs> right. like, yeah. I still smell like smoke. <laughs> well, you'll be joining us for Midsummer Fest, but I understand that you maintain a very busy show, market, and festival calendar throughout the year. How many do you anticipate participating in this summer? Um, our summer schedule is pretty packed, um, aside from the move for the entire year of, uh, 2018, we're, we, we are planning about 70 shows. Um, and probably a third of those will be this summer. We've got farmer's markets with, um, Andersonville, Edgewater and Lincoln square. We're also doing Friday art markets and daily plaza, as well as street festivals, just like Midsummerfest. Well, we always like to um, ask our guests what Andersonville business they would like to trade places with for a day. Mm. Do you, you guys have the same answer, different answers? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, I think just because I love eating, I would, I mean, I would love to trade places with Foresighted, um, but I would, all, I think it would be so fun to trade places with Hopleaf. And just have like unlimited muscles and not have to, I, I guess I want to do, uh, be in their business without having to do any of the work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag do along you like, to that. Do you like muscles too or do you like something different at Hop Leaf? Oh. I mean, they may have like a lot of beers there. Actually, for me, I'm vegetarian. And so Hop Leaf has been one of my favorite restaurants in Chicago of all time because they have always one of the most amazing seasonal vegetarian options on their menu. It's like something I can always count on to be absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, I could live off of their fries too. So, <laughs> Well, thank you for being here and thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. You can find Mark and Steven at Midsummerfest in between Summerdale and Balmoral Friday through Sunday. For more information about Edgewater Candles, please visit edgewatercandles.com. For show notes on today's episode and for more information about our Midsummerfest vendors, please visit andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? 
The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.